Welcome to the Expansive CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Chapman, founder of Expansive CEO and X Squared Wealth Planning. Buckle in as we explore how to create true prosperity and build a business and a life that expands beyond yourself and makes a dent in the universe. Welcome to episode one of the Spicy Money series. This is the initial episode uh, with Dr. Nima Romani, and we are diving into sex and money, intimacy and money, relationship and money, and we're going to dive straight in with talking about codependency and what that means um, both in relationship and with relationship to ourselves and relationship to money. Um, it's a fascinating conversation. Um, it goes a little bit longer than usual. Um, and it, there's just so much there that I, that I had to leave it in. Um, so this is a, this is a longer episode than usual. And, um, at the very end, uh, Nima really wanted me to record, um, something that he, you know, felt inspired to share that was a little bit, you know, a little off topic. So I went ahead and I kept that and I put it at the end of the episode. So if you stay past the end credits, you'll get to hear, you know, just our, um, kind of how we met and, um, yeah, just, just hearing, you know, how we inspire each other. Um, so that's beautiful. And I left it towards the end of the episode, but this again is a, um, it's a hot topic. This is not something that we normally talk about and it's not something that um, we shed light on very often. So I, as always, want to hear what comes up for you. And at the end of the episode, you know, definitely send me any questions you have. And we're going to keep having this conversation in different ways. So we're going to jump straight in with codependency and uh, yeah, enjoy codependence um yes. and how we can be codependent not just with people in relationships mm. but we can exhibit those same tendencies with money totally and, and how do we then break those mm. bonds and that's that's where you <sighs> like your expertise breaking those bonds of trauma it is traumatic yeah right we have these deep seated spaces of trauma where we have experienced money either you know, 0 to 7 when mm -hmm. we like initially have those imprints of what money means to us in the world, what it mm -hmm. means to feel secure and safe, what mm -hmm. it means to be, you know, provided for or to be a provider. Um, and that's, you know, set really early. And then in our teens and our early twenties, when we're like figuring it out on our own, you know, there's yeah. a lot of, there Christmases, are a lot of the way that you're, right? the way that your parents like, uh, attitude towards it, their stress towards it, their beliefs is just downloaded, right? Money mm -hmm. and sex. Right. So there are these, these two like hot topics that are at the core of our wiring in our nervous systems. Mm -hmm. And they, we, we don't even bring these uh, stories to light because they're too uh, risque to talk about. They're too taboo. They're mm -hmm. too triggering, like politics and religion, sex and money. Like yep. those are the things we don't talk about, but then we get married and we have relationships and, and they fall apart because of these two topics, sex and money, the things that, that we argue about. And so 
how do we how do we have the conversation of trauma without eventually getting to these topics so as it turns out it so happens that me personally, I am really like eyes wide open looking at these topics in my own life. Mm -hmm. And I'm in a leadership mastermind. And now we're all talking about it as, as a community, as a collective, which I'm the only male in why, by the way, it's interesting. Right. <laughs> I'm the one guy in a, in a, in a group and a community of like 11, 10 or 11 powerhouse, badass women. Right. And so now the topic of sex comes up and money comes up and we're we're talking about it amongst one another. And it just so happens this is like what what is top of mind in my own inner work. And then this is like now, obviously, I integrate what I'm going through and then I teach it to my community. And so you've been a huge part of me formulating what this an unpacking all of this. It's so refreshing to talk to somebody who's at such a high level of intellect and awareness and intelligence and um, uh, through their education. And so here we are. And it was like, hey, let's talk about it. And let's have a, a podcast about this topic of our wiring and trauma with money. And if we talk about sex, we talk about sex, but it's really mainly your your podcast is about money. So let's let's jam, sister. Yeah. And I, okay. So this is, this is so important though. And I think, um, I want people to understand who you are and what you do in the world and why those two topics are so tied. Um, because it's true. It's true that, um, I mean, people will talk about sex before they talk about money truly. Right. Or mm. when you get into a relationship, you will have sex yeah. before you talk about, you know, how much money you make um, or how much you have in your investment accounts, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, we hold money so dearly and we hold so much shame and so much guilt um, around both of these topics. And when we, when we talk about um, from my lens, when we talk about money in relationship their the energy right shifts like i can feel it i can feel when people aren't talking to each other mm. and that almost always you know i don't i don't get into i'm not a i'm not a therapist i'm not a sex therapist and nothing like that but um the way that these two pieces are linked in our own psyches and in our own um you know fear and shame responses like there's there is um, a, a high degree of um, correlation, right? Between how you view money, how you spend money, and then how you view intimacy and sex mm. and relationships. And, you know, I mean, like we, we don't have to talk about it that way, but it's really powerful when we do. And we get down to further, more impactful transformation when we open up everything um and look at it all together so dr nima please introduce what you do your company I, I just just a brief you know overview of why this matters to you and how you help people mm -hmm. so that people can then understand like oh this is why they're talking about that um i appreciate that well why does this matter to me is is, is your question really why does this matter mm -hmm. to me well I'm in the world of healing trauma. 
Um, I started off as a chiropractor and realized that everybody coming in to see me was actually dealing with a stress-related disorder. Mm -hmm. And if I can make a long story short, um, I was tired of dealing with symptoms and I was only able to get so far with patients. And it just led me on this, this, you know, kind of merging my personal growth work with my my care. So I started creating these workshops in my office called Life Skills for a Stressful World. I realized the way that people were handling stress wasn't very inspiring. And um, it was impacting the way that they were showing up in the world and the way that their bodies were resolving. And so as I learned more about myself, I would teach it. So it was kind of like I go through shit, I integrate that shit, I figure it out, and then I pass it on to the next person. It just so happens the healthcare kind of um, uh, area, the, the healthcare um, experience, um, uh, the healthcare setting is a perfect place to have a mind body connection. Mm -hmm. So um, here we go. We're going down this rabbit hole. I have no idea, you know, where I'm going with this, but all I know is that the patients that came in and learned how to become their own medicine got better health outcomes. And fast forward, as I kept going through one relationship problem after another, a divorce and several failed relationships later, I started putting together that attachment trauma, relational attachment trauma is very intimately tied to our um, our, our belief about ourselves and who we are mm. and our worthiness. And that downstream creates health outcomes and create and, and informs the choices we make of who we date, who we see, who we observe, who we date. Um, it, it's, it's, it wasn't until I got into my last relationship that just blew up. It became abusive. We were abusive to one another. And I had to go, wait, how did I get here? How did I get here? How did this happen? How, why is, why can't I figure relationships out? How do I make sure that I can resolve this so that I can have healthy relationships? And number three, if I can do number one and two, I'd love to be able to show other people the way because I haven't been able to figure it out. I thought I'm a smart person. So I went down this rabbit hole of healing my traumas, understanding attachment theory, polyvagal theory, um, neuroscience, and I learned how to regulate my nervous system mm -hmm. and un untangle the ties of trauma from my parents that has me living like a child when I'm in my 40s. <laughs> in other words, not individuating, living under the spell of mommy and daddy's cultural expectations. Finally breaking free from that, I was able to finally create a secure relationship. Now I'm married. And, and this journey of going from that toxic trauma bond to secure relationship, I realized most people are living in trauma bonds. And so now I teach people how to heal from those. And now at this stage, I've realized that if we don't talk about sex and money, we're not complete because they're, those are the, those, those outcomes in our lives, which we, you know, all have problems in, in some form, there's a shame component to it is all from our traumas. So I was never talking about 
money and sex before because it's like, what am I? I'm a chiropractor. I'm a, I don't have any, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm, I'm not a sex therapist, but it's like, you can't ignore it. Yeah. So this was the journey. And so that's why I love teaching it because I'm, I teach what I most needed to learn. And right. so healing from my trauma bonds, healing from these addictions and codependencies to sex and money is what's top of my mind. And I look around and every, everybody and their mother is struggling with it. So that's why it's important to me. Mm. Yeah. It's so powerful. And I've said this before as well, is that like the most powerful way that we can guide is to lead through what we've been through. Mm. And mm. that's where the wisdom comes from, from the applied knowledge, right? Like we can learn, um, learn and learn and learn and read and listen. And I am like a voracious reader and listener, you know, and I know you are as well. Um, but until we feel it, until we apply it, until we embody um, that knowledge and and actually utilize it, you know, that's when it becomes wisdom. Um, mm. And it's so powerful, you know, to, mm. you don't have to be, and, and I think this is um, sometimes when newer entrepreneurs hear that, they'll get frustrated or when, you know, 20 somethings hear that they get frustrated. Mm. They're like, well, mm. I know what to do. Right. Like, it's like, yes, keep going, keep doing every step that, that, you know, to take. And there truly is power in overcoming your obstacles and then being able to guide people from that side. Mm. If you're, if you're worried about it and you're 23, you know, just it's, it's okay just keep moving. By the time you're 38, by the time you're 45, like watch out. You're going to have so much yeah. applied, applied knowledge that will be turned into wisdom by then. Right. Totally. Um, and I love what you, you know, you said about being, you know, finally, you know, in your forties, like getting, getting to that place of like, Oh, I'm feeling good because that's Man, I, you know, I felt the same way being, I'm in my late thirties now, um, I'll be 40 and not this, this year I'll be 39. I'll be mm -hmm. 40 next year. And everything is just like, oh yeah, this is where we're supposed to be going. It's like clicking. <laughs> well, it's just, uh, getting to know who it is that you are, mm -hmm. you know, getting to know who it is you are, who are you? Right. And who, who am I aside from all of these masks that I put on in order to feel safe and accepted by the tribe, mm -hmm. the culture, the family system. And so it's kind of like we, we are all on this hero's journey where we've abandoned ourselves in order to be safe. And then all of a sudden, um, we, we abandon ourselves in order to be safe. And now, um, that gets us to a place where we have a financial collapse. We have, there's affairs, there's addictions, and it's kind of like this wake up call that happens. And we, we have it all in, in our own way. Many people have a financial collapse or a crisis of identity. And what happens is now we're called on to um, figure out who the hell we are. And that's a hero's journey. And it's painful to take off the mask. But um, 
essentially this is this is this is our journey and so it feels good but you got to go through hell in order to get to that place where you're like all right this is who i am and this is how uh i'm going to live according to a life of design not of duty mm, yes so the uh, the other aspect uh, that i wanted to open up uh that when you explained it to me the first time i was like oh i had heard the term trauma bond mm-hmm. before and um, not like completely understanding what that meant. Um, you know, I, I I pictured it in my head as like, okay, here's two people and they're bonded by trauma, right? Like, mm-hmm. a, like a band between them, between two humans. And then when you said trauma bonds are bonding to the trauma, mm-hmm. we're bonded to the trauma. I was like, yeah. hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. It's what um, it feels like when I'm working with people. Right. It's it's this it's this conscious desire to be somewhere, to to grow, to to break free, but this unconscious pull to the familiar that we don't want to break free from. It's this experience of saying, you know, I never ever ever want to be with somebody like my dad. I never want to marry someone like my mother. I want the exact opposite, but then pairing with somebody who ends up being exactly like them because trauma bonding, this isn't the clinical term for it, but it is an experience, an energy of, it's an energetic pull of, of so that we can, have a sense of healing and completion. And with money, it could be like constantly repeating patterns of saying, I want to be wealthy. But then once you get to a certain pattern, once you get to a certain um, level, you do something to kind of squander it mm-hmm. and you go back down. And what that, what is that? Well, there's something we're bonded to our trauma. And if you unpack that, it could be, well, look, if I really make it big, then these people, my society around me, they're going to judge me. They're going to judge me as bad. They're going to look down on me because rich people are really, really like evil. And so the second that I have this opportunity to to jump to the next level, I'm going to squander it. Yeah. Right. And so that's that's essentially a trauma bond and it is so difficult to to break free from it's mm-hmm. so difficult it takes heroic levels of strength to energetically move into and lean into the discomfort of choosing a new identity the trauma bond becomes an identity that we don't even know that we are we say we want a mature, healthy, uh, emotionally stable partner, but then when one shows up, we're like, "Ew, get me away from that!" But let me go after the unavailable one. Ooh, there's something so familiar about that. That's the trauma bond, and and mm-hmm. so the trauma bond technically is a cycle of you know the love bombing. Oh my God, this is the most amazing thing to devaluing and then discarding. Mm. So that's essentially. That's essentially what a trauma bond is. And we all have it. And what I've discovered is that if you want a really amazing life where you're having, you know, good sex with a committed partner and you're actually feeling engaged with it Mm -hmm. after children and (laughs) you want to be able to earn a good living 
and have more money at the end of the month than month at the end of the money and more money at the end of your life than life at the end of your money, then it's really important for us to untangle from these clutches of these bonds of trauma that we're unconsciously through no fault of our own connected to. So I'm all in with doing that for myself and taking my community and doing that. So should I stay or go in this job? Should I stay or go in this relationship? This is kind of, ooh, the trauma bond. It's like, how do I break free from that? And so I'm all in with uh, teaching people how to do that. Oh, when you, okay. So when you said, you know, the, describe the love bombing cycle, um, Mm -hmm. say that one more time. And then, um, yeah, I'm going to say what came up just the, just the cycle, the love bombing then. Yeah. So during a trauma bond in relationship perspective, I know you always listen to what I'm saying and you're like, oh, I can just apply that to money. Right. (laughs) That's how you do this. I love, I love that you do that. It's like, I'm telling the story of trauma bonds with relationships. And then you're like, oh my God, that's the same for money. So I love talking to you. Um, So in the beginning phases of a trauma bond, you have two people who are, um, you know, trying to complete what was incomplete in their childhood through one another. So it's usually the narcissist and the codependent. There are two roles. I don't want to label people, but there are two roles. Same wound expressed in a different form. Mm-hmm. So the narcissist love bombs the shit out of the, the codependent and just basically, oh my God, you're so amazing. You're so beautiful. You're like the most incredible thing. Wow. Like, whoa, this is, you're so fantastic, amazing, whatever. Um. So the codependent then all of a sudden becomes high off of the supply and is like starts to love herself through the gaze of the narcissist. I use she and he, it's it's both. It can happen both ways, but I'm just going to use that for the sake of kind of the example. And she's like, oh my God, it was love at first sight. No, it wasn't love at first sight. It was, I fell in, I didn't, you didn't fall in love with him or them. You fell in love with the idealized version of yourself. Mm. And all of a sudden you're like, I love me, (laughs) you know? And so now what happens essentially is the narcissist through the love bombing, through the, oh, the flowers and the trips and the whatever, all of a sudden it's this experience of finally, I feel unconditionally loved the way I never had. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, then over time, once the narcissist feels like they, they've got you, cause it's kind of like they strike a deal. I'm going to love you like your mother never did. And in exchange, you're going to love me the same. Mm. And the way that I'm going to prove to you that you're going to love me the same as a mother would, it's like a co-mother. It's like a dual mothership co-pedestalization where you Mm -hmm. didn't get your needs met as a child, but I'm going to give that to you through love bombing. And then in exchange, you're going to do that for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're going to do that for me. And, um, what you're going to do, how am I going to prove it to you? Well, I'm going to abuse you. I'm going to devalue you. I'm going to say, geez, you didn't, you weren't what I thought you were. And I'm going to discard you and you're still got to prove to me 
that you still love me like a mother would. I want to make sure that you'll still be with me regardless. Mm -hmm. The trauma bond happens from the abrupt transition from love bombing to devaluing. That that becomes like an intermittent reinforcement to the codependent. It's like, but but I thought I was good. I thought you, I was lovable. I thought I was good. Let me do whatever it takes to get back to that, right? And so mm-hmm. it's this it's this cycle. Then what happens is finally I'm done. I'm, I'm going to leave. And then finally when you leave, the narcissist then says, no, 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 no. His, their abandonment wound shows up, says, no, come back. You're the greatest thing. I don't want to lose you, whatever. And then, and then lo and behold, they got you back and the cycle continues and you go through this cycle of love bombing, devalue, discard. And I think that there's probably an equivalent with money, isn't there? Do you want to share that? Yes. Yeah. The love bombing, devaluement, discard. Um, the first thing that came to mind was in job settings, mm-hmm. right? Like that, that same uh, process can happen um, mm. of like being so excited, being so passionate about an idea, you know, all in. And then, you know, when we don't, right. When we don't get that same level of enthusiasm back, right. We go through that same cycle and then we discard. Oh, nope. That, that didn't work. That idea wasn't good enough. Yeah. Right. And so, and so that's like, that's almost the inner cycle of that happening, right? When we've experienced that over and over in our outer relationships, then we start to do that interior, right? So it doesn't, that's, that almost then pulls me back into that idea of, you know, when you leave that relationship, okay, yeah, that's a terrible relationship. And when you go into the next one, you're going to do the same thing because you're doing that circle inside of yourself, and so mm-hmm. that's what's going to repeat. So it's with a job. Oh my God, this is the greatest job ever. And mm-hmm. then God, it wasn't what uh it wasn't what I really thought it was. And I'm out of here. It's this right. and, and this happens when we put things on a pedestal, when we don't have a balanced mm-hmm. perspective of things, and we're looking for heroes outside of ourselves. Right. Maybe the job is gonna save me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what'll happen a hundred times out of a hundred when we're guided from externals rather than internals. And that's a spiritual journey. So to mm-hmm. heal from this trauma bond is a hundred percent with money as well, is oh, and jobs and whatever is a one hundred percent spiritual journey. Yes. Yes, because um, and we can say um internal. Right. Mm-hmm. You can say it's an internal journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I believe it is a spiritual journey. I know some people cringe at that, uh, you know, wording. And so if that's you, guess what? It's just knowing yourself. Exactly. It's, it's understanding your motivations and your responses, being aware of how you allow your outside world to either validate you or invalidate you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, releasing that, I feel like, um, you know, we, I mean, we do that, we do it in jobs. And then a lot of times with entrepreneurs, you know, it's that they experience that so many times in the workforce that, okay, well, I'm just going to do it on my own. And then they repeat their sabotaging patterns 
mm. in the same way in their own business, right? And then they pull, they pull these these things to them, these traumas again, like they start start growing in revenue. Things are do, doing well. And then, you know, they start to ignore their clients. Yeah. And the clients get upset and they leave. And then it's like, yeah. oh my God, how did this happen? Right. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's not that you were consciously trying to do uh, less, dis, you know, do a disservice to your clients. It's that you were unconsciously pulling these circumstances to you so that you could continue in that cycle. And that doesn't feel good. Like you were saying, it doesn't feel good to realize. And so we have to, when we hold that mirror or when we have a mentor or a coach or a client, you know, anyone who's, who will hold that mirror up. Mm we have to be willing to look at it mm-hmm. and not immediately try to fix and repair, not immediately go into, I'm so sorry, I'll do anything, right? Like that's the, the typical cycle. The typical cycle is we just, you know, like g- tumble all the way back down to square yeah. one. Yeah. And yeah. instead it's like, how do we look at Take a take an honest assessment of where mm-hmm. we're at, become aware, mm-hmm. accept it, awareness, then acceptance, and mm-hmm. then yeah. um make a new choice. Yeah. It takes it takes uh devotion. It's a devotional practice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 a wake-up call. The the beauty of the wake-up call is that it's like, okay, it, it gives you enough of a a, a pain where you get, you get to look and go all right what what am i missing here if you're wise if you're, you most people just want to play the victim oh it was right. the boss it was the other mm-hmm. person that's where we begin we begin as victims blaming. oh my gosh and blaming the other person and of course you know it's not to it's not about blaming victims either this is about just acknowledging the pain that we're in and how we felt hurt by another person. And then there comes a point where there's an invitation to really step up. Yeah. To really step it up and to um to go, all right, I don't want to live in this planet in a way where I'm governed by things outside of me. Mm-hmm. How do I now create? How do I become a creator? And so it, it calls upon us to kind of ascend beyond the victimhood and say, all right, so where was my unconscious dance that led here, which involves us going back into our history, into our traumas and our parents' traumas and their parents and cultural. And we've, we got to become sociologists, neurologists, um, psychologists. And that's basically what I had to do. I woke up, I was like, what the hell? I got to understand how do I heal from this? How do I have healthy relationships? Well, I had to become a sociologist and understand the culture that I was born into. And then a psychologist, <laughs> not, not so much, but, but just to understand mm-hmm. the, the, the mechanisms behind behavior and the nervous system and go, all right, so how do I apply energy to take this trauma energy and move it up and alchemize it? Right. Into and channel it and direct it into the inf- inf- influencing the future. Cause that's what power is. Power mm-hmm. is the ability to influence, to, 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 to take energy 
and influence it into creating something of your own design. That's what power is. Mm. We have that available uh, available to us with relationships, with our sexuality, with money. We have that. We just haven't, I just never took the time to study and, and practice it. And when I did, all of a sudden, massive different different results in my life financially and without the hustle mm-hmm. and in my relationship with sexuality, even after having a two-year-old. That's why it became so important to me is like, I have a one-year-old now and I'm having less sex now than I did all my life. And I don't want to have to turn to pornography and to to turn to my old coping strategies in order to get those needs met because I feel ashamed of these parts because of my upbringing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to confront it and I'm going to create an amazing sexual connection with my wife and channel that into my marriage and creativity instead of those old coping patterns. Mm, yes. And that, so that is first of all, so beautiful. And I think what anyone in, you know, in a committed partnership or who desires a committed partnership, that's such, it's so fundamental and it's so hard to achieve. If you'd look at any relationship board on Reddit or, you know, I mean, like, it's just, it's so out there that like, oh, that's not possible. That's mm. you, you, you can't maintain that level of intimacy because it's not just sexual. It's also emotional, right? That, you know, the intimacy of like being open and available and vulnerable with your partner and keeping that bond sacred, right? And not mm. using all the, you know, the coping strategies that you're talking about um, because then that that harms the relationship. Mm. But when yeah. we aren't, but when we aren't like, when we don't feel, you know, we, there are parts of us that we don't love, you know, the, and we don't feel like we can be open and talk to our partners about that. You know, again, this goes exactly with money as well. Like just plop money right in, into the middle. When we feel like we can't be open, we won't be understood. That's when it's like, okay, I'm just going to go do it on my own either way. Right. Right. Sex and money. (laughs) Sex and money. Can you give me an example of doing it on your own with money? Because sex is obvious. It's like, you're going to go use whatever affairs or whatever, but what, what, what's the equivalent in money? Yeah. So, I mean, to your exact same point, you know, I mean, this is, this is a place where I have, you know, struggled to, um, feel open and loved and accepted and like, fully able to say, Hey, this is really important to me. This is what it costs. And mm. I, I know this is the next step for me. Right. right? And Being so open to receiving more and feeling worthy of receiving it. Yes. And so for me, it was that financial decision-making, especially in starting my business and choosing to start coaching with someone and not being fully transparent with my husband mm. about the costs. Um, and ah, that. So hiding. Ah, right. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Now that you say that, wow. How many times, um, you know, like uh, one, one client I was working with was like shopping like 30 grand a month mm-hmm. on like Amazon, just mm-hmm. addicted to shopping and hiding 
Right. You know, uh, hiding stuff, not being trans. Ah, you know, I, I guess, I guess, any time we're not being transparent with one another, yeah, with sex or money, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's like, what am I hiding? And there's no transparency with, oh, I'm hiding this from you because I don't trust you, or I'm shopping. Don't tell my partner. You know, there's some people, clients that actually are working with and they're like, okay, I'm not going to tell my husband, but I'm using this or that. And it's like, Ooh, right. there's that, that doesn't feel really good. And right. so it's, it's, we're, we're all, we all are carrying a shame story with these two topics. And mm -hmm. what's important to know is that that shame story is blocking abundance. Yep. It's blocking Absolutely. prosperity. Because we we because we're, you know, it, it's it's out of integrity. So it ends up oh anything out of integrity always ends up blowing up in my face. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's it's a matter of time, you know. So um, good point. I never thought of that. That's so true and so common. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, sex and money. It, that's a good question for anybody who's listening to to ask: Is how transparent are we? with our desires, yeah. with ourselves. What story do we have about my desire? Oh, it's, I'm selfish to want that. Oh, that makes me unlovable or it makes me dirty or I'm, 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 I'm filthy. So I'm going to hide that. And so, so how many marriages, how many relationships are kind of it, cloaked with secrecy, silence and shame mm -hmm. <clears throat> because of that? Yes. And, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, and that's, so that's that financial, that financial piece. I mean, it feels again, when you go back to what we said kind of at the beginning, like people will talk about sex before they'll talk about money and people don't want to talk about sex. Yeah. Right. Like they don't, they don't want to talk about that either. People will talk about sex before they'll talk about money and they won't even talk about sex. Right. So, yeah. So the financial betrayal, talk, yeah. yeah, the financial betrayal feels worse sometimes oh, yeah. than even, you know, an affair. Um, yeah. Not I mean, when, when you look at how that feels, it's, it's material. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like an attack at your body, at your physical body, because it's the material, it's pure material, it's sustenance. Mm -hmm. And when there's a financial betrayal, it's like you've taken away, there's like, you've got this gambling issue. You've got this spending issue. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's an attack on your body. It feels, it feels like a physical attack. Yeah. You know, it does. It does. Yeah. And I mean, being on powerful. Yeah. Being from, you know, in my, in my own experience of, you know, like making decisions on my own, um, that I felt right. Like I should include him and I felt like he would be like, you're crazy. Absolutely not. You know, so there was, mm. there was that part of me, right? Like there were so many parts of me that were like needed that love, that acceptance, that reassurance and couldn't, couldn't, uh, handle felt like they couldn't handle any sort of rejection. Like if you reject this, then I'm, I'm not strong enough to then stand up for myself yet. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have that. I wrote this down yesterday. Actually, I was just kind of journaling and making notes. Um, you know, this is a really big, big thing. I know it's, it sounds like it's small, but look how big this is, is that we don't have a tolerance 
um, for our partner to be angry or displeased with us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because of this intolerance, we we abandon ourselves because if somebody re- we feel rejected, we're fearing abandonment. And so that then causes uh, uh, us to be dishonest. So essentially the fear of abandonment, oh yeah, which is definitely. a trauma, mm-hmm. is at the root of every one of our lies and deceits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. so if so people are like, I want healthy relationships, I want so and so. And we think that it comes on the outside. But what I do with the work that I do is I go after that fear of abandonment. Mm-hmm. And if you go directly to that and deal with that directly and heal that directly, which there's a pathway to do, and there's, you know, you got to get the body involved. It can't just be talking about it. Once you get there, the mask comes off, both with work, both with money and with sex and relationships. And now all of a sudden, I'm not afraid of you leaving, right. which means I can take off the mask and be real with you. And that's where authenticity comes. So we, so this whole addressing the abandonment wound, which we all are carrying in some form, it's part of the collective. If if we just go there and we put all our focus there, which is the focus of my work, magical relationships happen because you can be truthful. Mm-hmm. Like I know that, you know, you would tell me when something's come up. I trust in my, you know, six months that I've known you, five months that I've known you, that if you have a problem with something that I said to you in my relationship to you, You'll be like, hey, Nima, can we talk? Yeah. Yeah. The other thing, the other thing, the other day, whatever you said, it really rubbed me the wrong way. And I just wanted to address it with you because my relationship with you is important. I'll be like, thanks for telling me. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because you don't feel, you'd rather, you've reached a level of awareness and of growth that you'd rather lose my friendship then and I know that about you. I could feel that about you'd rather lose my friendship than to lose your own soul within this friendship. And that's the only type of friend that I want. Yeah. That's beautiful. Does that make sense? And that's how secure relationships are formed. It's the ability of me to go, look, what you said there wasn't cool. Can I address that with you? And then the way that if you address that with me, the way that I respond to you will tell you if I'm welcome in your life. If I'll go, what? If I turn it around on you and go, screw you. Well, you know what? Well, you said this and I totally have you feeling unheard. Well, now you know, Nima's not a great person to have in my life, right? right? And you'll be able to go, well, I'm glad that we had this conversation because I just shared something vulnerable with you without attacking, but I just wanted to feel heard. But because that wasn't available to you, Maybe this friendship isn't a wise decision. And now we found that out. But now at least you have the blueprint for a secure relationship. And that is the most important thing in the world to me. I'm 47 years old now at the recording of this. I've gone through all of the things of, you know, millionaire, chiropractic practice, trophy wife, all of that, great sex and whatever. And now I realize the most important thing is secure relationships with clients, with my work, with my audience, with my friends, with my coworkers, with, you know, brothers and sisters on the climb 
as you are with me. Um, and if I don't have that, then all the other stuff doesn't matter. So I've shifted my sights on creating that and then teaching other people who want to do the same. And in that, you're also building a business that is phenomenal, right? That's the, that's it's the been doing magic. great. That's yeah. It's been doing yeah. great. You know, it's better than it's ever been. And it's not because, you know, I don't have stress or whatever. It's been a very challenging time because I'm still trying to break free in this recording of this. I'm a few weeks away from finally breaking free from a trauma bond. My ex, uh, my ex partner that kind of was the friendly soul that helped awaken me to this work, mm -hmm. the finishing touches on kind of untangling from that in the court system, family court, um, which is great. And it has, it hasn't been easy, but, um, through that, which would take many people out, right. I've created a really, it's just become very profitable and prosperous and, uh, it's growing because of that. So I'm just committed to the process itself. The path is, is what's fun for me. Mm, yes. I love that. I love that. And I, I agree so much that, you know, as we, as we just continue to work on and look at the material, cause it gets, it gets harder. It gets scarier, right. As we, as we get up, like the stuff that like, Ooh, like that we were keeping hidden, um, gets a little, it gets a little more gnarly. And then as we yeah. get better at looking at it, right. Then it's like, Oh, but I can still handle this. I've got yeah. my own back. So we are right at, uh, nearly at the top of the hour and thank you so mm. much for being here and having this conversation with me. Um, I think this is going to just like, like blow some minds. Um, because I know when in our conversations, when it's like sex and money and we can just talk about how much they, um, how similar they are, it's just, mm -hmm. you know when we draw the connections and when we start to share um, that, that's when it starts to really become yeah. for others. Yeah. So. It's like a meeting of the minds and you've been dropping in these concepts and I'm like, wow, that totally fits with relationship. And then you bring in the money thought. I'm like, wow. And it's a, a, a neat model is, mm -hmm. is emerging from this. And I really love the process. So. Yeah. Me know. too. Me yeah. too. I look forward to continuing to collaborate with you and sharing this mes message of breaking through our trauma bonds and, and just going inside over and over and over again, um, to become like the best version of who we are. So, um, yeah. yes, um, please. Yes. Introduce, Tell us how people can reach you yeah. um, and, and what's coming well, up next. Yeah. Th I'm putting together a three-day event for people that are looking to uh, create that satisfaction in those two areas, sex and money, where they felt stalled and stymied. It's called Rewire and it's three intensive days. It's a Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday. It's uh, in March and uh, I can, you know, Drop the. I'll give you the link to give, and people who are keen uh, can get a like a ten percent discount just for just for being in your audience with a code. Um, and what happens is day one is about trauma, and we unpack your trauma story, uh, your attachment traumas, and how they've been impacting, you know, really what you feel you deserve 
essentially it's a conversation about deserving and those who do the VIP ticket get to have lunch with uh, Dr. John D. Martini, where we talk about the neuroscience of deserving mm-hmm. and um, day two for those VIP peeps, they, there's laser coaching with me. I kind of listen, there's a Q and a, and then I, I give them some feedback on their specific thing. Um, and uh, there's all sorts of goodies and bonuses for, for, for those who do that. But um, essentially day two is about rewiring our conversation internally about sex. And then day three is about money. So three intensive days where from Friday to Sunday, you walk away and you feel an embodied shift in your body mm-hmm. about your story about trauma, sex, and money, about your sense of deserving. Mm. And um, I can't wait. It's brand new. And so the peeps who jump in get, um, it's kind of like a in exchange for feedback on it, it's like a half price type of ticket. So those are for the peeps that are really like, they're really wanting to dive in and have uncomfortable conversations. And we're going to have breakout rooms It's on Mm -hmm. Zoom. So you're going to have breakout rooms where you're going to be listening to other people. There's 200 people. It's just, it's limited to the first, first come, first serve, 200. And um, I can't wait. It's going to happen. I I can't wait. And I'd love for you to come too. So I'd love to, you know, make sure that you're coming and and if you're, if you're, if you're keen and you're interested, but absolutely. Yeah. This is, this is what's happening. This is what's up. Yay. I, this is going to be an amazing event. Like, it's transformational. And I know it's just the first step in the process, but like really getting clear on that first step is, is absolutely powerful. So thank you again for being here, Nima. I am so thankful to have you in my life as well. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening and be sure to like, and subscribe. And again, if anything resonated with you from this episode, I would love to hear from you. Email me at Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, at ExpansiveCEO.com and tell me about it. And if you're ready for your greatest expansion, you can find ways to work with me at ExpansiveCEO.com and at XSquaredWealthPlanning.com. That's X, the numeral two, WealthPlanning.com. So until next time, remember that there is enough. You are enough. And your birthright in this lifetime is to be expansive. Just before we hit the record button, I asked Hannah, I said, I felt like Hannah's been a godsend in my life. We met in Marla's kind of entrepreneur's mastermind, leadership mastermind together. And I just started by going right when I saw your face, I was like, I feel like you're like this angel that's been put into my life. Like I've never felt this such a sisterly bond to the point where I was like, I, I've i never felt like someone had my back so much. Like I was like, why is it that you have my back so much? Please tell me what that is. Like, why do you have my back? And mm-hmm. And then that's how I started the question. You just started speaking. I was like, wait, 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 let's record this and then continue. So can you, can you start there and then take it over? Cause I've hijacked your podcast. Go for it. That's (laughs) that's as I do. Right. No, it's perfect. Yeah. And my response when you uh, interrupted and said, Hey, let's start recording. It's perfect way to do it. Um, 
was that over the last couple of years, I mean, there have been maybe, you know, somewhere between half a dozen and a dozen people who I've just felt an immediate soul connection with, um, like an immediate level of knowing um, beyond what I can explain. Um, and those people, it's like, I, I truly have felt that, you know, certain people have been placed in my life to help, um, to help me grow in different ways and, and to be that, like that beacon of, Hey, you know, we can, we can talk about, we can talk about spirituality and business. We can talk about, you know, taking care of ourselves and how important that is so that we can then take care of the others that depend on us because as entrepreneurs, we're, there are so many, right? Like we are these like little, um, like these little centers of our own, own, uh, aura spaces. And, um, my dog is barking. Thank you, Leaf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, it's just like, you know, I have felt just a really, really strong connection. Marla is another one. Truly. It's like, I don't know why it's just like, we are magnetized to each other. Mm. And, um, that gosh, it was in, uh, Marla's when it was called TNES and in a science of ethical sales, she like paired people up in like, okay, we're going to do little breakout rooms and I'm going to pair you up. And I just had this sense of like, Oh, I want to talk to Nima. Hmm. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, I do. Comment, right. And you're like, and you were like, oh, I was hoping I'd be paired up with you. I was like, oh, right? really cool. I, wh <laughs> why? why? That? Like, I don't know. Right. Like, so hmm. there is that um, for me, there's a very intuitive sense of like, I connect with this person. Um, hmm. And it's so interesting to hear you say that. Cause do you, do you have sisters? I don't have any sisters. Yeah, you know, and I, I don't have sisters, so I haven't had that experience of, you know, my ex-wife is the closest thing I can consider a sister now, like my ex-wife, Maria. I just like if, if she, I'm married now, but if she was around, I'd be like, I feel like she's a sister to me, which is weird, which is part of the reason why, you know, the divorce happened. But but this is like this is like a true sister. And I feel that way with my cousins and stuff, too. But I've never had that experience of having a sister. But I feel that with you. Mm. You know, when your family comes to Vancouver, I'd be like, yeah, man, let me let me show you guys around for sure. Oh, yeah. So that trip has to happen because. It's just an incredible part of the world. Um, part of part of my my dreams for my family, too. Um, so yes, offer accepted. <laughs> awesome. awesome. When that can happen, um, yeah. So and actually, I think that dovetails really beautifully into the conversation that I want to have today. So the the couple of things I mean, we've been working on some pretty cool stuff, and maybe we can like like sort of mention that but also kind of keep it you know not secret but it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome um so we're both really excited about that and um kind of the other topic that was really coming up for me with you is 